All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I hate to break the fishing news up here, Amchuk, but I'd like to speak about the ice hockey. Congratulations. You're one of the 13 listeners of the Real Life Podcast. We just traded a migraine in for like an orgasm. Might want to mark that down. Yep. All of my projects are on schedule until they're not. A member of the Nation Network of Podcasts. About as funny as we're going to get today. Real Life Podcast. I'm back from my random hiatus. Hey, how was it? I was doing the show with Aaron. Hey, are we on a podcast again? Yeah. What's happening? I thought we were done. We have to do an intro to the thing that happened before this, but this is the intro. Oh, but we're going to pretend sequence. like this isn't the intro. We're showing people how the sausage is made right now. Let me move my microphone. Yeah, because we usually start recording this at 1.30. We did start recording at 1.30, but we have Max Carmen for, Max Kerman from Arkells coming on. So um, we'll have that in a couple of minutes here. Some oiler stuff to talk about as well. We have a nation event that we're launching in a little bit. Uh, Bag Milk and I both have some funny stories from our trips that we took over the last week. And I told a story from a trip I took seven years ago <laughs> so I could compete with the boys. <laughs> that is That is true. All of that did happen. It is totally different recording the intro now knowing what the I feel hour like we're time travel well, that we know exactly what we talked about for the last hour, but it's, it's all cool. fucked up. It's a good episode. You guys are going to like it. Yeah. Yeah. You're really going to like it. arguably one of our best. I think so. No uh, Chalmers, no Jay. It's been a while since the five of us have all been in a room, but you guys had air. The last two episodes have been like weird. Whoever's in the office, just sit in. We need two episodes ago. I walked in. I'm on time. I can hear people giggling in here and I walk in and they've started the show without any of us. Yeah, but it was like it's Aaron Kennedy, Kennedy and Gavin. Yeah, they're doing their own. I'm like, what? And I poke my head. I'm like, what, what show is this? They're like, real life. I'm like, 
Who? Real life? You can't do real life without one real member of real life. Like, you could have a Menudo tribute band, yeah. tribute to Menudo. Of course. But you can't call yourself Menudo unless no. one surviving member is dancing in the show. That's right. I, I was telling them it would have been funny if they just didn't acknowledge it at all. Like, they just play an intro and start show being like, welcome into the... But it's like these random fucked they up They don't boys. make mention of where yeah. in the bus. That would be And funny. they just talk about their lives like everyone listening. Like, Gavin, everyone. you always say that yeah. on real life. Classic Gavin Classic laughing Gavin. at piss jokes. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, anyways, today's episode is brought to you by Will Hawk Beef Jerky. You know, summer's kind of coming to a close, but there are things to look forward to in winter, like curling up next to a fireplace with a bag of Will Hawk Beef Jerky and someone you love and Lady in the Tramping, every string of it with Ooh, them. That Ooh, that's like a fun. nice time. I found their, um, their stall in West Ed, too. Mm. I'm very excited about that. What I like to do with my Wilhawk beef jerky is I get a couple packs and then I get some thick elastic bands and I just wrap them around my shins like socks Mm. and I wear beef jerky socks all day long in the winter. (laughs) One, you smell great. Two, you have a ready snack with you at all times. Amen. Wilhawk beef jerky socks. The big shops are in Leduc and Spruce Grove. They also have a stand in West Edmonton Mall, wilhawkbeefjerky.com to find out more. It's by the ice rink. That's the easiest way to find it. It's by the ice rink. You know the Tim Dillon show? You know that show? No. He's a comedian and he has a podcast. Very funny, man. So funny. He says he's done research and the ads that do the best is what he makes fun of his advertisers. He's like, we've done tests on this, people. When I just read what they tell me, it does X. When I mock the very company giving me money, it does 3X. So just heads up. Organic versus whatever non-organic ad reads. Yeah, there you go. We have Max Kerman coming up from Arkells. I'm obviously very excited for this. Big Arkells fan. Um, should we just jump into that right now? Because we did go really long with everything we did after too, right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is weird having to start the pod when we've already finished the pod. I feel like we're in some sort of time loop. We should record five minutes now right in the middle of the pod. Yeah. Drop it in. Yeah. Drop it into the middle of his interview. Even. Yeah. It's, it's, I'll just ask change him. all the questions of the Arkells interviews to new questions. So the answers don't make any sense. I can yeah. finally ask him the blink question. I didn't get a chance to ask. I, I was gonna, too scared to. I thought you were going to. Yeah, it was about him, not about me. Oh, uh, I haven't had a chance to talk about this yet. Mike Babcock. Ah, ah, tough, ah, hey? Ah. Well, I think he's innocent. No, I don't. Did you hear what <laughs> did you hear the story Elliot Friedman said about one of the specific incidents? The phone photos? Well, the photos they talk about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But so a parent, the one where he took, invited the kid over for dinner and then didn't give him dinner. Yeah, he invited a young player on the Blue Jackets <laughs> over for lunch to his house. Player shows Already up at his on house. the Blue Jackets, he's yeah. pulling this shit. Okay? Yeah. So player comes, whatever, goes to Mike Babcock's house. Babcock does the phone thing, goes to the player's phone for several minutes, apparently, and then just says, okay, see ya, and doesn't give him lunch. And just like boots him. <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> that was a weird one. I like it. You know, Tiger Woods and Justin Timberlake are opening up a sports bar in New York called Double T. What's going on with Justin Timberlake right now? Because I like the show Hot Ones where they eat the wings and, you know, but yeah, yeah. the newest episode that dropped today is InSync. All five. Everybody's back. Remember my theories on this? No. no. They're, oh, I don't remember it. They're going to perform at the Super Bowl, I predict. And off the buzz of that, they're going to have an album. Oh. Off the buzz of that, they're going to have a tour. This is what I predict. Yeah, like... Chris Kirkpatrick needs some money and JT's doing him solid. Well, JT's not as hot as he used to be. And maybe he's still true. got them bucks, but he doesn't have a whole hell of a mentor. There's not a lot of good acting. Yeah, coming that is along, true. Right. Everybody had the COVID no revenue. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. It's funny how, and sings like we won't perform together. Why artistic integrity. 
We've got a new Trolls movie we need a theme <laughs> for. We're back together. We have patched up our problems for the Troll sequel. Mm-hmm. The artistic call to action we will meet. Like, money. <laughs> Listen, last time I saw Chris Kirkpatrick, he was in a karaoke bar singing Bye Bye Bye. But that's that was kind of cool. Vi- well, as long as he's got the bucks, who cares? Yeah. If he goes to a, a bar and sings his own songs, your level of self-awareness of like being able to laugh at yourself. Cause he knows that's kind of whack. I hope so. Wow. I mean, I hope so. Wow. He was, I mean, he was the one that wasn't even the one that started the band or like started. The was band. he? I think it wasn't that that weird. Yeah, it was that guy. It was that guy, but like, I thought he was number one. Ah. Yeah, I, listen, I'm going to use the word only in this sentence. Only fans. Yeah. But I don't want that to be taken too far out of context. Chris Kirkpatrick's net worth is only $10 million. I wouldn't trust these celebrities. Oh, you wouldn't? Okay. I don't. I, they, it's very cursory. They all just reference each other. Okay. Right? Like, Fair. number one, I think it was Chris Kirkpatrick. One time I saw a photo of his house on Instagram, and for no reason, he had a blow-up movie theater screen in his backyard near his pool. Probably okay. for the Trolls movie. <laughs> How much money do you think they're getting to do this shit? <laughs> no, they gotta like be when JC Shazas is like under no circumstances, am <laughs> I performing with Lance Bass and the troll producers just like, get their troll paper checkbook bye, bye, out? Bye. Exactly. <laughs> with their giant pink sparkle pen. <laughs> For the right kind of troll money, Guns and Roses will get back together. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't know it was for the trolls. Maybe. You know who will never get back to together? Go ahead. Oasis. I used this joke on you the other day. And I didn't really get it. I was like, your check, don't be mad at me because I was sending you all these work texts. Don't let us be like Noel and Liam Gallagher. And he goes, I don't know who that is. I saw Oasis right before they broke up at Rexall Place. It was without a doubt one of the weirdest concerts I've ever attended. They just hate each other so much? Because they just hated each other. And there was just points where Liam Gallagher just left the stage. And then the other one was like, well, I guess I'm singing this song then. And then he would come wandering back out for the hits and then go right back backstage. Again. You have to remember that they're doing industrial grade levels of drugs. Hell yeah. The guy that fell into the Bills give stadium, us- give him that every morning for five years. <laughs> and you too would walk off stage. Do you ever see, go on Liam Gallagher's Twitter? Isn't he always telling off people? He tells off everyone. Like the weather that is his stuff? Twitter. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. just tells people off yeah, all the time. Yeah. It is entertaining. I saw once he told off the weather man he didn't like the weather. <laughs> Well, that's who you get mad at. That's makes sense. Fair. He doesn't know about Bill Matheson in the old Idaho. Hi, you probably don't either. Tyler. No, I don't know. Who bang that is. a stick on the ground. What was the name of the guy on the weather on global that just quit? Jesse Byer. Yeah. Jesse Byer. I, I'm not that up to date on the news. Oh, teams. you don't watch the news. Yeah. I'm a big news guy. Hmm. Uh, inside the football stadium. They still have a picture of him, uh, hmm. even though he's no it's longer gone. the weatherman. Hmm. Interesting. Attention to detail. All right, let's get into our interview for the day. <laughs> Max Kerman from Arkells. Uh, we'll get to that right after the break. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? 
boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Big, big day on the Real Life Podcast. Star power. Star power. That Star is a, power. That is a good way to put it. If people remember back, we have had an Arkells-related incident on our show. Remember when I had to go to that thing in Calgary, but I had tickets the day before to the Edmonton show yes. and my girlfriend would have killed me yes. if I didn't take her to the Arkell show. And we basically, asked we basically bullied you to go to the Calgary Arkell show yeah. instead of the Edmonton one. And we needed a listener to buy my Edmonton tickets, Max. It was a great thing, but lead singer of Arkell's Max Kerman joining us on the show. How's it going, man? I'm doing good. Yeah. Big, big old day. People are asking like, how are you celebrating the new release? And it's like, we're not celebrating. We're working. Today's a work day. You know, it's like we celebrate when the, final masters come back, you know, like a few months ago. Okay. The record's done, done, done. But today we're just, we're just in it. And it's good. Feels, feels great to have it up. Take us through the writing process of how this came together. Did you have a couple songs written at first? Did you sit down and bang them all out in like a string of sessions? How did it come together? You know, it's interesting. I think the reason why the record feels a lot different for us is because we weren't planning to make a record. We were getting together in January just to kind of hang out and reconnect. We, um, the, making the last couple of records was interesting, but difficult because of COVID. We weren't allowed to be in the same room at all together. Sometimes, uh, you know, it was a sort of disparate recording experience. So we were like, let's just hang out and maybe we'll do some acoustic versions of older songs. That was like the only kind of mandate we had, but we started to do that. And in about 20 minutes, we're like, can we just do something new? And so from there, we started to work on these sort of soft acoustic demos that I had kicking around from the fall. And a couple of days later, we were like, maybe we should throw some microphones up because it's kind of sounding good. And then before we knew it, we kind of had a new new album on our hands. And it was, I don't know, it was, it was a very like cohesive, singular experience I think our band has had where it was like, we're not working to make anything, but... And I think as a result, it turned out to be this like very like raw, honest thing. So how long did it take from kind of we're getting together to, oh my goodness, I think we have an album on our hands here. How long did that take? Uh, well, we got together in like mid January. And then by like March, I was like, I think, we're, I think this thing is like 75% done. Wow. Yeah, it was, it was cool. I, I, I kind of hoodwinked the guys though. Cause I think the guys in the band, I was like, can you slow down a little max? And I, I just, I'm always just trying to entertain myself, but I think they're like, I didn't say that we'd be making a record and I didn't know that we'd be making a record. Um, but then I was like, guys, let's just throw up some microphones. You know, the, who knows what will come out of this. We might as, And then, you know, sure enough, we, we had another, <laughs> another record on our hands. You guys have been together for a long time now, uh, formed in 2006. How do you find that the songwriting has changed for you guys since those early days to the new album coming out now? That's a good question. Um, 
I think one thing I've learned as a creative person is it's really important that you that you're not dogmatic about your approach because I think the minute you start giving yourself like made up rules about like well I can only write in the mornings or this is the only studio I can create in or this is my guitar that I write my songs on I think you're cutting yourself off from the world a lot so I think for me we we've had different chapters I think like you know when we first started writing as a band you know on our first record it was just the five of us like in a jam space um you know and then as we progress and as technology has changed like sometimes songs are started you know one guy is working on it like a, a musical piece and um you know and we're working from a demo and you know we've worked with co-writers and producers and uh yeah i don't know it's uh it's it's cha- it changes all the time this is actually funny i'm getting a phone call right now from frank turner who's a, a torment a tourmate oh let me pick it up <laughs> I like right. this. What's going on? Hey man, how are you? I'm I'm good. I'm actually in the middle of doing a podcast, so you're on the air. Um, but I'm on the- <laughs> <laughs> hello, well, hello, well, um, uh, man, I don't mean to interrupt your podcast. I can call you back later. Okay, I'll call you back. <laughs> yeah, give me a call when you're free. Okay, bye. I like that album release day is uh, it's a hectic one. We Arco. appreciate making time for us yeah. on your big day. Thank you. No, Frank. Frank is a legend. We toured with Frank in the UK. He's in uh, in California right now, I think, on tour. But he's he's an inspiration for us. But yeah, so I think yeah, answer your question is always changing. And I think um, this record is a very much like the one goal we had. It was like let's make sure our fingerprints are all, all over it. And doesn't and not to make it into this big grandiose thing with a bunch of different features or horns or this or that. Like let's just try to keep it just the five of us as much as we can. I like that new album, Laundry Pile. It dropped today. I saw the stuff you guys were doing in the lead up to this um, and the mm-hmm. different kind of promos. I saw you visited our boy Jay Onright as well and dropped off a little That's bit great. of vinyl for him. Uh, what was that like? Jay's a neighbor. Jay lives like maybe a 10 minute walk from me. Oh, sick. And he's a real music fan too yeah. and a real vinyl head. And also just very gracious. Like, you know, I think he has like a sterling reputation in the Canadian entertainment industry because he's like such a genuine dude. But yeah, we we did this event yesterday in Toronto. We played the songs at a laundromat. Yeah. Uh, we were like, how do we launch this thing? We're like, okay, let's let's think about it for a second. Okay, they're, they're quiet, small songs. So we need a small space. The album cover is a painting. So it's like, what if we did it like an art gallery style showing? What if we hung a painting in a laundromat. Okay. That's interesting. What if we had small groups come in? So instead of like an hour long show, each group gets one song. Okay. That's kind of interesting. What if we had a laundry bin with 10 t-shirts, each t-shirt had a different song title and a volunteer would choose a t-shirt from the bin. And that's the song they got creating this like very singular experience. Cool. And I was like, okay, you know, I think we're just trying to connect dots. That's a lot of like, just, being in a band and being a creative person is just like creative problem solving. It's like, you have like a general direction and a vibe you want to go. And then you kind of start piecing things together. That's cool. So that was kind of the lead up. What do the next, like, like you mentioned, the work isn't done just because the album's up. What's the next like two to three weeks look like for you guys? Yeah, we're, we're touring. Uh, so the tour starts in Philadelphia. Um, actually, it's going to be fun. I think Nick, uh, Nick Nurse, former oh, yeah. coach, is going to come and we're going to get a chance to hang out because he's just moved down to Philly to take over that job. And um, yeah, we'll be in the States uh, for the next few weeks. And then we've got some Canadian dates. And uh, yeah, we're, we're going to keep busy. The, the, you know, I don't want to go with too much, but there might be something happening in your neck of the woods. That, mm. you know, yeah. 
I can't talk about it yet. Ah, I like that though. A good little tease. Like it's, it's crazy busy right now. I've had a chance to chat with your bass player, Nick Dyka, a bunch of times on uh, my Blue Jays podcast. Right now, have there been moments where you guys are like trying to grind doing stuff and he's like watching the big Jays game on his phone, like off to the side? Uh, yeah. like, hey, come back. Before come we on. go on, he usually has it on his iPhone or something. He's like practicing. He's, he's warming up and he's watching the, watching the game. Yeah, that's uh, that's my tie in to, to bring this into a, a bit of a sporting direction. But you, you guys have had a ton of songs that become like sporting anthems, right? You think about knocking at the door. That was like a big Blue Jays song for a few years. I was watching the World Series like two, three years ago and Eyes on the Prize was played going into the commercials. Uh, years in the making is one that's always in those like hype videos before a sporting event. Have When you write some of these songs as a sports fan yourself, is there something in your brain where you're like, man, like this is going to bang in a stadium or like this will go great before a big game? Yeah, it is cool. You know, like the, the bills play years in the making, like in the stadium. And I always get people sending me video about it. Um, I think in the early days, absolutely not. Cause we didn't think anybody would hear any of our music. Uh, but then it started to happen even with, Oh, the boss is coming off our first record. We're kind of had a bit of a jock jams feel to it. So now when we're working on stuff, we usually have a pretty good feel. If it, if like, oh, you know what, that 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 horn part feels pretty big to me, or you know, or the way I'm growling when I'm singing, or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I, so so now we're not totally naive. Your first <laughs> single is called "How to Win in the NBA." Don't it feel good? Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They get really specific. It's like. Next song is called Trade Deadline. <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned like a period in your guys' start where nobody was necessarily listening to the music yet. What was kind of like that first point? Was it maybe you, you guys in a van or in a bus or somewhere where you heard an Arkell song for the first time out in public? Nobody you knew was playing it. Do you kind of have like a moment where that kind of sunk in for you? Yeah, you know, especially in the early days, you know, radio was a bigger thing. And I remember coming home from a Canadian tour. We we're opening for Matt Mays and El Torpedo in Toronto. And we were rolling down Sherburne and, and our song came on the radio. And we were so excited. We were just like in our band van. Cool. And we like rolled the windows down and like nobody was around except like this old lady pushing a buggy. And I was like, this is us. This is us on the radio. <laughs> um, so yeah, a few moments like that stick out where you're like, this is so cool that our song exists in the world, like outside of our four walls. Remember the first time you were like, sitting at the dome or like at a Raptors game and you heard one of your songs. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's, uh, it's funny though. Cause it's like, you know, you don't want to draw attention to yourself, but you also kind of want people to know that it's you. <laughs> Some people care. I don't know. It's, it's a weird feeling. Sometimes I've been in bars and stuff and they'll play like a leather jacket. And then like the bartender will be like winking at me. Like, yes, you like, you see what we did? Like, yeah. I know what you did. Okay. Thanks. Wink me over a free shooter for playing my song. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> what is the move? If you get brought up on the big screen when they're playing one of your songs, you pretend like, Oh, I didn't know I was up there. Or do you like, are you on your phone? What's the move? Chug a beer. You know what? I, I want to get better at it because sometimes when you see celebrities that have clearly been on the big screen a lot, like they're so good at it, like they lean into the bit. So I need to I don't think my performances have been particularly good uh, in those moments. I need to get better at being on the big screen. And You're right. Like, Nathan's. There's plenty of time to come. Yeah. Yeah. I got to. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to work on that, though. That's good. Um, we were joke, joked about Nick and the Jays and all of that. I mean, you guys obviously concerts and sporting events. Those are evening things. Has there ever been a moment or maybe give me the best moment where you guys had to go do a show and like 
the Raptors had game three of the NBA finals or it was like game six of Leafs lightning or something. Have you had a moment where you're going on stage and you're like, damn, let's get this over with. I want to see what the final score is. <laughs> yeah, we, 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 we played the Pyeongchang Olympics for team Canada in Korea in 2018. Whoa. And we had, the, we had the women's hockey team like on stage with us at Canada house. And there was like this little, mo- this moment, I think we're covering Springsteen dance in the dark and I was getting everyone like on the ground and the whole team was like, was like on their knees, just getting like ready to explode. And the, and the band got really quiet. And then somebody yelled, it's like, we scored. Cause I think the men's team was playing <laughs> in that moment. And then everyone just went crazy. So that was pretty cool. Uh, and um, I think, oh yeah, we played, I think uh, a TIFF party a couple of weeks ago and the bills game was on and, and we're bills fans, Tim, our drummer, especially as a bills fan. And I was like, doing some crowd work and someone just like said to my ear like the bills are up 10 7 i was like tim the bills are the bills are up 10 7 <laughs> that's unreal i love that um you mentioned maybe some news about edmonton coming up soon but you guys have been here a bunch of times in the past uh what's your give me your favorite maybe unique part about edmonton that's something we always love asking people when we have them on the pod oh my favorite is uh craig boa he runs weekly trim uh, which is uh, a, a hair salon. Yeah, he's a friend We're of the show. We know the, exactly who you're talking about. Yeah, he's in the, he's in the Mercer building, but he's a different location. And Craig is awesome. We uh, we've all we all try to arrange our haircuts so. We're on tour and we need a haircut just when we're rolling through Edmonton. Love we great. I love that. And because we're also an Oilers Nation podcast and we have a very firm anti-Calgary stance, is it not mm. depressing when you guys go from playing beautiful Rogers place and you got to roll into the saddle dome? The worst. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, that, that, I, mean, I love my people in Calgary, but <laughs> the, uh, it is objective that, uh, you know, Rogers place is state-of-the-art beautiful arena with that being said you guys have toured all over the place has there ever been a moment where you like roll up to a venue and you're like oh my god what have we just got like what is this place it's dingy but then the night just ends up being incredible and like the crowds unreal or like everything just sounds great like have you ever rolled up to somewhere i mean like this is insane that we're playing here but it turns out just awesome there's been a couple of those things that come to mind um I, I think I had like low expectations for our show in Grand Prairie when we oh. played on the, on the last tour. Mm. And it really then exceeded our expectations in a, in a major way. And we ended up having an amazing time in town. Um, but most recently, we played in Labrador City for the first time ever. And Labrador City is like on the border of Quebec. It's really like if you look at a map of Canada, you'll be shocked to see where it is. And we had to take three planes to get there. And population 7,400. And... Uh, we were like, where are we? But uh, we had an amazing time. So that, that, that was a very cool show. How do you feel like, you know, as the Arkells have grown as a band and you got the gold records and platinum record going in there, like how has your show from an artist perspective evolved as you go from small venues into now you're playing in these big arenas? Um, I think one of the reasons why we've been able to stay at it for so long is that we've been up for the challenge and it's actually kind of exciting to try to like take on a bigger crowd. I remember like the first time we played the Danforth music hall, which has like a balcony in Toronto, 
remember our agent said, just remember to talk to the people in the back. Like it's important that you acknowledge them. I was like, oh, that's a good piece of advice. So now if we're playing, you know, in Hamilton, we played at a football stadium or we're playing in some rinks in Canada. Like I always do my best right off the top to kind of look up and point to the people in the very back and just kind of ask them how they're doing and make sure that they feel drawn into the show. Um, I also think that the songs and the arrangements are really important. And we tour with the horn section, you know, and I think like just having tricks up your sleeve, I think is the most important thing. And a lot of young bands kind of ask for advice. And I just tell them, it's like the, the things you should have ready is good song transitions, no awkward pauses between songs. Think about what you're going to say. Think about how you're going to go from one thing to the next. And if you're doing that, you're, uh, you're ahead of the game. Was there a band in the early days that you looked up to, to kind of, you know, mirror your show from, or oh, at least so take inspiration many. from? I mean, we continue just to rip off all of our favorite artists, seriously. Uh, but in Canada, you know, we feel really lucky because the generation just ahead of us had so many amazing indie rock bands that would come through Hamilton and play little clubs, but they would kind of blow us away. Like, you know, I mentioned Matt Mays and El Torpedo, the Constantines, the Weaker Thans, Joel Plaskett, you know, Feist, Broken Social Scene, um, you know, all those bands, the Weaker Thans, you know, they, they all opened for the Tragically Hip and then we got to open for the Tragically Hip and we got to see how the hip did their work. Um, so I think, yeah, the fact that we got to see so much talent up close when we were 17, 18, 19 years old made a huge difference. Last one I had for you. Um, I was reading some other interviews that you've done and in pretty much every sports podcast, they're asking you about your relationship with Nick Nurse. They're asking you about Kyle Dubas and how tight you guys are. But I want to spin this a different way. Is there one athlete somewhere that you look to and you're like, damn, I want to get beers with that guy. I want to hang out with that guy who is like on the list of people you haven't met yet in the sporting world that you want to you want to get to know. That's a great question. Um, off the top of my head, I think um, I think Steph Curry has an. I know some people don't. I don't understand why people. Some people don't like Steph Curry, but I think he's such an incredible leader, and he's actually underrated because. And I think about him and what the Warriors have done in the way that I think about bands. Because keeping a band together is hard. Like most bands don't survive, but most bands, you know, get tired of each other or they they they, they aren't creatively inspired together. And that's when the work becomes less fun and the songs become less good. Um, and I think part of our success is like keeping the work interesting. And I and then, so I think about the Warriors. I'm like, why have the Warriors continued to be so good for so long? And I think it's because Steph is a selfless leader. And I think he um, shares the praise and he, you know, he's not about any drama. Uh, obviously the NBA is such a drama filled league. And I, I don't know. I, I think there's something. Um, I wonder why more NBA players aren't trying to emulate him. Like he's never pulled a temper tantrum. He's never called out his organization. Um, he always talks about the team in like a we kind of way instead of I, I, I. And I don't know. I just think he's uh, he's got an incredible spirit, and and that doesn't get talked enough about. So I'd be cool to pick his brain, see see what how he feels about things. I like that. I like that. As a fellow Bills fan, I thought I was walking you beautifully into a Josh yeah. Allen answer there. I thought we <laughs> Josh were just Allen gonna... seems sick too. Don't be wrong. Yeah, Love Josh. Josh Allen. Um, all right. I think uh, I think we're good here. I do want to end it on a shout out. Um, my yeah. girlfriend is a massive, massive, massive Arkells fan. We yeah. go to your guys' shows whenever you're in Alberta. Um, we've done 200 and some episodes of this podcast as a group. 
She has never listened to an episode, but today will be the first one she listens to. And it's because of you, not because I'm here. It's only because of you. <laughs> what's uh, her so, name? We, so thanks for uh, giving us some time, man. What, what's her name? What's her Amber. name? Amber? Yeah. All right. Amber, what's up? Uh, can't wait to, to hang in Edmonton next time uh, we're through. Uh, Damn, Amber. That was a million dollar <laughs> shout out. You, you have no idea the kind of favors you just allowed me to, to call in. Here, so, uh, so th- thank you, Max. <laughs> Make sure to check out rkelsmusic.com for the tour dates and get your tickets. There's a whole bunch listed right there on the website. Thanks so much, Max. See you in Edmonton. Bye. Take care. That was awesome. That was sick. That was really good. Yeah. Yeah. This could be a music podcast. Could be. Should we talk to my favorite musician, YNW Melly? (laughs) Yeah. Should we? uh, (laughs) He's unavailable. I want to know how Boozy Badass put so much fucking sugar in his spaghetti. Wow. (laughs) I looked at. This is this is not as rare as you would think. No, I know sugar goes in spaghetti, but it does not go in spaghetti. In a tomato sauce, sure. No, it doesn't. Yeah. 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 A little sprinkle though. He fucking did a. He did the whole like a half kilo. All right, we're just going to keep rolling. This is the extra of the pod. We'll do an intro, but this will be the extra of it. But he was great. Great. Yeah, yeah it was great. Big sports fan, so that like makes it easy to talk about. You did a good job. Thank you. I was very nervous for that. Really? Why? No, you were great. Well, a little bit, you know. Why? Ah, big musician. I'm a big fan. You don't get nervous ever talking to sports people, though, do you? No, not really. I don't why feel- is that? Is it just like music is just a different... Well, I know why. Let me answer for on behalf of Tyler why. You aren't impressed by athletes. Because you understand the game so well, I feel like you're like, ah, whereas with the Arkells, they're more magicians that do something you don't necessarily understand and you Completely different skill set that you have no part of. You're not musical at all. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, not at all. And the other thing too is like, I know he's done like probably 40 of these in the last week. Yeah. So I was like, ah, like, you know, let's try to make it unique. I I guarantee that was one of the better ones that he's done. Yep. I was going to make a sex joke at the end. Too. Oh, nice. By then I didn't. Oh, Why well, are you just going to play that plug for Amber like over and over again? Oh, yeah. That's, <laughs> a, that's how I was getting at. Come on now. Come on now. Um, but their new album is out and hopefully uh, they'll be stopping in Edmonton. It sounds like they are stopping in Edmonton at some point. It's just a question of when. They got a, they got a healthy uh, tour lineup here. So they do. Straight on the road. Straight I wish we could have had more time with them just to ask. I'd love to dig into life on the road a little bit. Yeah. So you'd have to imagine just it's a Groundhog's Day Every day you wake up, different location. Most musicians are spending most of their days waiting. Yeah. And athletes too, for that matter. Yeah. That's why I'd love to know how he kills time. Yeah. Do you go out touristy a little bit? Well, when you're famous though, maybe in some cities they can, but like for many musicians, if they're trying to like go in other cities, it turns into a stink. Yeah. They're like stuck in their hotel room. You got to get a cool disguise. I think that's cool. Yeah. Like a wizard costume. Fucking right. Why are those four wizards walking around? (laughs) No reason, but we're not the Arkells. If you want to watch that interview, it is up on our YouTube right now. Also, you should go subscribe to our YouTube. Why Tyler? Until we get to like 29,500, then stop subscribing to the YouTube. 30,000 subs on YouTube by the trade deadline. Tyler is going to do a boudoir shoot and I could not be more excited. Now so let's, now my favorite on. part though, real quick is every week on my hit on low tide, I bring it up and he is just horrified every time. Oh, he's going to latch onto this one too. No, I know. that's, that's be. the goal. Yeah. So we've been talking about this on the show and you haven't been on the show. I, this is my first real life back. Yeah. And I, as somebody who's cheering for your career in the long run, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm keeping a very sharp eye on this because that lady reached out to us about the boudoir photography mm-hmm. You're the franchise and yeah. we put you on the big show and you go to the draft, you go and do all this. People are going to be Googling you for the next 30 years. I know. But when they Google you, 
they're going to have a tasteful dude watch. Yeah, see, but you and I think it's funny because we have no futures. <laughs> Tyler, on the other hand, has well, a future. We're no, no, dirt, no, no. He just, I'd slap no, those no, no, pictures no. on the resume. We got our dirt squirrels. We no, got nothing true. going on. Tyler is the future. Here's my thing is like, <laughs> so like, let's say in this insane hypothetical, we get to 30K by the deadline. That's not shocking. It's It would happen. be doubling the audience we've been grinding to build to for a while. It's going to happen. Which one, like, these can't all go public. I think some are from, some are for like private consumption of the group. Oh, I'm going to have all of them on a drive just for my own personal taste. But like, they're going to be rotating like, on all my TVs. Uh, I know, but like how, like there will be a few that we can put public for sure. Remember when young Jeezy got caught wandering around in a cocktail dress and no one could figure out what was okay. going on? But like, you remember that though? No. It wasn't good. It wasn't good for young Jeezy. But I don't. Like, we can't be making this look like the ESPN body issue. Like, we can't have my bare ass out. In no, any no, of no. Just like you got some nice undies on. Okay. Like no, that, you're not going to be nude. And then also, I need like a two month warning so I can work out. Oh, you want to get shredded? I, well, I know. I just want to get acceptable. I think it'd be great. I think this would be excellent. I'll post I a photo make- of myself in shorts, and the comments are like, holy shit, hit a gym. So I worry a little bit about how hard I, I don't make think it. So. I think this is going to be very tasteful. I think it's going to be elegant. I think people are going to love it. It was young jock, not Jeezy. Ah. I think about when Dennis Rodman wore that wedding dress and it was became one of the biggest moments of his career. And everybody knows Dennis Rodman in the wedding dress. Not oh. when he went to North Korea. <laughs> Look at this. <laughs> yeah, young jock was just wandering around in a cocktail dress and shades. I don't know what he was doing. You know what? I it like did it. not help him. I respect it. I worry about this. I think we've pushed it too far. I think this is exactly where we need to be. One time we decided <laughs> we were going to legally change my friend's middle name to Budweiser. And we had a corrupt guy to registry who was willing to help us facilitate it Ooh. just for the entertainment of changing his name to Budweiser. And we went to the registry and our guy like winked and put us in a sideline. And all three of us chickened out at the exact same time because it's going too far. It's funny to talk about. <laughs> it's funny to think about. So, like, I think what we could do, it, like, well, I think we need to make it very, like, we can recreate the Gretzky photo, you know, where he's sitting there. Okay. Sitting, like, that's okay. But I just think. imagine that at your Hockey Hall of Fame introduction, they're going to lead with this photo. And just think, what would you want the framing be to like, be? Look how fucking hot I was. Yeah. I'm only going to have this young body for a little time. That's exactly We it. don't know what technology <laughs> may bring to market. Ah, I love it. All right. As long as you're going to this with your eyes open. <clears throat> And your legs open. <sighs> yeah, <right. laughs> um, That's the laugh of a damned man who has nothing to lose. He doesn't care. We're not uh, on camera with you right now. And the only guy on camera is the only one doing porno. <laughs> it's not porno. It's tasteful. Tasteful. It could devolve into porno quickly. It could take a left turn. <laughs> you think I'll get Mitch for it? <laughs> <laughs> the rush is unreal. All of a sudden, you're taking more and more days off work for side projects and yeah. no one can figure out where you are. Uh, um, we do need to talk about an event we have coming up at Oilers Nation that has nothing to do with me being naked. I will be fully clothed. What do you got? We are heading to the Century Mile Racetrack next yeah! Friday. Yeah, I'm excited. And everyone listening, <laughs> everyone listening to this podcast is invited. It's next Friday night. Join the Oilers Nation team at the Century Mile Racetrack, 6 p.m. to enjoy a free day at the track. You're just getting in. We're going to have an Oilers Nation heat. Are they giving away the 20s to bet? No. Oh. Maybe I'll slip some 20s to Ooh. a few people. Maybe not. But they're doing an Oilers Nation heat. So there'll be one. Does that, that mean we have to race? No, like the horses will be named like We're gonna race horses? Oilers Nation-y. Their horses are going to win. Oh, I was hoping that we had to run. We're going to have some free prizes. 
I'm going to be doing a special edition of Oilers Nation every day live from there. Sick. So you get to sit in on a show as well, which I think will be really, really cool. And we'll get to bet on the ponies, have a few drinks with a bunch of Nation people. and It'll be a good time next Friday at Century Mile Racetrack. I'm very excited. Nation night at the track. Let's go. We're going to bet on some ponies. Yeah. And there's also a casino in there. And you know how I get when I'm around a casino. Itchy. Mm -hmm. Itchy. Very itchy. I'm looking forward to it. There's something fun about betting on ponies that you have no rhyme or reason to bet on. Well, when I start thinking about horse racing, I very quickly, my mind goes to human cockfighting mm. and how great it would be if two people fought to the death on pay-per-view. Oh, see, I thought of a different kind of cockfighting. Oh, I see. Yeah. Windmilling at each other. You're all worked up with this boudoir shoot. I'm all horned up. Oh, my goodness. Mm, you got that, that spray sense. bottle you get when we get too worked up? You got that thing? No? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just sitting here dripping wet. <clears throat> I'm excited for that night. If you're listening to this, you're invited. <laughs> Six o'clock next Friday, free day at the racetrack, Oilers Nation, Century Mile. Let's go. I'll be there. Or won't I? Will I? Anything else we want to talk about today on the show? There's a lot of things I'd like to talk about. Yes. The remainder of the show is going to be dedicated to the two new Blink-182 songs. Thank you. Yeah, you're very fired up about that. I thought you were going to bring them up with the guy from the Arkell. I was thinking about it. It would be so funny. It would have been fun. I was thinking about it. I had like an opening where I was going to bring it up and I was just like, you know what? This is his day. It's not Blink's day. I saw it. I was like, he's going to do it. He's going to ask him about Blink. Ah, uh, shit. No, I'm very excited about it. But I actually want to talk about the others, Tyler. Are you concerned about Matias Ekholm's hip flexor? No, I think it'll be a blessing in disguise. Pourquoi? It'll give Broberg a chance to play a ton in the preseason and play with, get some more responsibility. And let me ask you about something that low tide brought up with me on the lowdown on sports, 1440. Okay. His idea for the defensive pairings would be to put Bouchard up with nurse, have Ekholm take Broberg under his wing and then Kulak CC as the third pairing. I don't hate it. I think Kulak CC could be a fine third pairing. I worry about giving that much responsibility to Broberg. I think he's kind of got to earn that. I don't think that's something you just want to roll into next season with and and just give her. But if Broberg proves he can play the right side well, then I think that would be a fine risk to take. What I said said is like Broberg kind of has to take a step forward or he's going to very quickly become trade bait. Oh, yeah. With 70 points. Broberg? That's what I'm thinking. 70 points. Why not? In his career? Absolutely. (laughs) This year, 70 points. I bet he's going to catch fire. I hope so. I'd love that. We need to make sure that the Swedish All-Abs team is always stopped. I doubt Broberg's going to have 70 points in his NHL career. (laughs) I got another, I feel another Keegan Lobet coming on. (laughs) Oh, really? How's threads going? Oh, Oh, wait, you guys had a Keegan Lobet? That's a shutdown. No mean, Jay. Oh, by the way, I got a shipping notice. Your t-shirt is on the way. <gasps> is it a wolf t-shirt? Um, it is arguably, I think, the best Twitter t-shirt I could find. Unbelievable. Because there's a lot of really bad ones. Yes. A lot of really, really bad ones. Are you willing to say on air with 12 people listening, the threads is a flop? Oh, yeah, totally. How can the most 70, 70 million signups in three it's 100 million signups. I still get notifications, though, that people are following me on it. And I'm like, I, I do too. And it's interesting now that they're trying to really push threads through Instagram where you'll like be scrolling your feed on Insta and you'll be like, so-and-so you follow just posted a new thread. So how can it have that many people, but nobody using it? How can it be both? My only thought was that the UX that they initially launched with was flawed and faulty. Too soon. Yeah. Like if they like. I was playing on threads the other day. Just, I was like, who's on here? What they have now 
if that's what they launched with, they probably would have retained more users because you have your following thing. You have your ability to kind of clean up your feed. You have more of those things that you want and are used to from Twitter, but none of that was there originally. Is threads an L? L? Ooh, Horizon Worlds? Definitely L for me. Um, Is it an L for Zuck? I don't know. I don't know that you can say so. Would you call it an L? No, I'm not calling it an L yet. Because what's it, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with like Twitter if Elon goes through with this. Every user has to pay to use Twitter thing. Because then, like, I I still think it's there, and it's now the go to fallback, like Blue Sky or whatever. And there was another Mastodon. one too, Mastodon. Like Mastodon just, was impossible to use. Yeah. Blue Sky is a Twitter clone. What about yeah. the new one that Jack's doing? That's Blue Sky. Oh, it's Blue Sky. Yeah, yeah. So like, I look at those and I was like, they're too hard to get to, too hard to get a mass number of people on board with it. And people kept using those as like the Twitter fail safe, right? It was but, like, but oh. it's amazing how like the just the current of like bad news for Facebook and then like triples in value as a company, right? Yeah. Snap just hit five million subscribe paid subscribers today. Snapchat, Snapchat. Whoa! It generates two hundred and sixty million US a year in revenue. They set a company goal of ten million paid users in two years, and they're one year. Snapchat's into it. still trying to grow. That's hey? what's crazy is like you think like all oh, these things are terrible, then you go and look and like they have users, they have yeah. people. And I think the next time Twitter goes through its whole like oh Elon does something kooky and Twitter might shut down, blah blah. blah. Threads is just such an easy like ah oh, it's linked to my Instagram like boom. I'll but just you see the there. overall tweets are climbing and the overall yeah. users are climbing since Elon took over. The narrative that like it's being ruined, I think, is false. I think it's just always in the news. I think I don't that- think it's been ruined, but I do think it's worse than it was before. I hate like losing tweet deck in the way it used to work. Yeah, it's I hate losing tweet deck. That's annoying. Terrible. My my problem with Twitter right now is that the like I keep my following very tight so that my feed is what. I want, but when it ever trips over to like the for you tab, it's just chaos in there and it's nothing I like. It's just very, very like see, antagonistic that's, shit yeah. that's in there that I just don't want to see. But the night, the, one of the things I do like about the change is it has the for you and the following tab. Yep. And before the, it was just a following tab, mm-hmm. but things would pop up like this tweet was liked by so many people. Yeah. Which I didn't like. At least now the following is the following. And actually I like the for you more because I like seeing stuff that usually wouldn't be. Well, they ripped that off TikTok, thing. right? And totally, yeah. it makes total sense why you do. Remember that AI Drake in the weekend song? Of course. I saw an interview with the founder of that company. Hmm. Very interesting. Young kids. Right. And I'm thinking to myself, like, how is this? Like, it's such an insane technological leap forward. So you can take a song. I can't remember the name of the company. You can go to their website. You can select from the voices they do. So you could make Celine Dion sing like SpongeBob SquarePants, but like the entire song perfectly. Have you heard any of the SpongeBob AI raps on TikTok that have been going around? This would be this guy. Yeah, but have you heard no, them? No, no. Some I of them are pl- outstanding. I am yeah. playing them for you right when we're done this podcast because it is so funny so i'm watching this guy get interviewed and i'm like this is an insane technology but how the hell do you make any money off of this musicians that are doing studio sessions say they want like a a lady voice to sing in a certain key some lyrics that they just wrote you need to get a musician you need to sign them to a contract they need to have royalties this bloody ai thing you just plug it in and it has a lady singing a key that doesn't exist and you put it on the album yeah they're making four grand a day right now in licensing fees mama Pretty good. Some of those AI tracks are just so good that there was one that was cruising on TikTok a little while ago where it was a diss track between Eminem and Drake, but it sounded so good. Like both of them were actually doing it, but it was, you know, completely fake. Like when I heard that song at first, I thought AI had written the lyrics, 
I thought AI had written the music. Like I thought all these different things, like they just said to the chat GPT, make a Drake and weekend song and make it clap. But in fact, there's like a lot of work that had to go into it in advance. So the AI is not quite there yet that you could just ask chat GPT yeah. for a new number one hit from the weekend and it would vomit one out. The Arkells are in no rush. I feel like if I could write a real nice poem, I could have this and then I could have my own hit single, Tyler. You're that close. I just need some words. I think you could write a hit song. I think so. Ooh, I haven't done one of these shows since my trip. And I have a funny story for my trip. I also went on a trip. I was on a Japanese podcast. You go. Okay, so now we both were. I was. Okay, so wait, which story do you want to hear first? (laughs) Bag milk on a Japanese podcast. Lady hissed at me on a plane. Hiss like a cat? Yeah. Okay, I want to hear Uh, the hiss. Here's your M, (laughs) I want to hear the hiss. So taking a 6 a.m. flight out to Toronto. So we board our plane at whatever, 5.30. Question. Airport cocktail? Yes. With our boy oh, God. at the, at the Chili's. Got it. There's a guy at the Chili's who's a nation, nation the mo- fan. Oh, really? The big yeah, nation he's guy. Beauty. Um, also, when I was sitting at that Chili's, I had one beer, Amber had a drink, and then I was like, ah, you know what? And the bartender was kind of like, come on, you got a little bit of time, have a second. So I had a second. And then people next to us at the bar, keep in mind, this is like 4.45 in the morning when we're having these drinks, or five in the morning. The best. People next to us, two shots of fireball. So I turned and looked at the guy, I was like, hey, vacation mode, nice. He goes, yeah? Four shots of fireball. Oh, mama. <laughs> so Amber and I. How does Amber, this turn into a cat hissing? Well, so Amber and I are like kind of drunk as we're now rolling through the airport. We get onto the plane. We go to the back. We are seats on our boarding pass seats, 32 A and B. There's a lady sitting there. And I'm like, hey, like these are two seats. And she's an older lady. And she goes, no, they're not. And I was like, like to my boarding pass. I'm like, yeah, they are. And I was like, can you check your boarding pass? And she was like, oh. It's in the bag on top of the bin. And I was like, holy shit. So I had to get this lady's bag down for That's her. That's nice of you. I wouldn't even have done that. No, I wouldn't have either. Give it to her. She looks. Mine says 32B. So we both have 32B. Very confused. Thanks, WestJet. So flight attendant's like, started. hey, can you guys like step off to the side or whatever? And like, we're going to put one of you bungee strapped to the wing. Yeah. So we step off to the side and she just looks at me and goes, and like looks dead in my eyes and just hisses at me like she's mad. What is she regressing into a feline <laughs> state? <laughs> Flight attendant comes over, looks at my boarding passenger good, looks at hers and goes, like kind of does like a double. He goes, you're on the wrong plane. <laughs> <laughs> How did they let her get on? How did they get I through? No. Where's the airport security? That's so, that fountain tire commercial with the guy going to Winnipeg <laughs> instead of Hawaii. So where was she supposed to go? She was on another flight to Toronto at a different gate and she got through somehow. How did the thing go? Bzz, beep, come on. Yeah, board. like how did that happen? I don't know. So they escort her off the plane and yeah. then there's an older man of similar age in the aisle seat. So it would have been right next to her because 32B was the middle, 32C or whatever, Amber's in 32A. And I sit down and I look at the eye. I'm like, oh, like, was that your wife? And he just looks at me and goes, I can, I can pick them better than that. Yeah. <laughs> like, what the fuck is going on right now? And then you hissed at him. Well, yeah. So I'm then like, he starts barking at you. <laughs> <laughs> so lady hissed at me while I was somewhat drunk at five something in the morning. And she also somehow got on the wrong plane. That is a lapse. Like airport security yeah. is like. Maybe we're malfunction at the junction here. How does that Here happen? I have been taking my shoes off this whole time. <laughs> I can't bring like one of these microphones through the metal detector without them like pulling it oh. off to the side and going through it. One and of my yet- favorite things about traveling with Tyler is invariably he is going to get called into extra screening because of all the equipment he always travels with. It is my favorite thing ever. But somehow this lady got onto the wrong plane. I don't like it. 
I don't it like makes it me either. feel uncomfortable because I don't know what other mistakes are being made. Hugely uncomfortable. Um, anyways, Japanese podcast story. Oh yeah, I was just. I mean, your story was way better. I was just on a Japanese podcast. Uh, let's hear some details connecting that to how that happened. Took a trip to Vancouver, the missus. The yeah. whole thing was just about chilling. I was in my default state on the beach, cocktail, fish and chips. A guy just, he's wandering around the beach and I'm like, what is this guy's deal? Generally, I don't like stranger danger. Of course not. But he wanders over and he was very polite and he goes, hey, excuse me, I'm on a Japanese, I run a Japanese lifestyle podcast. Mm. I would like to interview some Canadians about the differences between uh, uh, Canadian and Japanese culture. He goes, do you have a couple of minutes? I'm like, my friend, you are talking to the right person. (laughs) First of all, we can't buy underwear at a vending machine and that's on us. You can in Japan and good for you. 100%. I don't know what the podcast is called. I don't know what the guy's name was, but I ended up talking to him for about 25 minutes on Jericho. 25 minutes. Did he make you get naked? This might've been a trick. Well, I, I mean, was I not supposed to? There's only to? one way to do a Japanese podcast that I'm aware of, and that's naked on a beach. Yeah, like Pooh Bear. <laughs> What's that mean? <laughs> that is a real life in Japanese. Oh, oh nice. So I was just 20 minutes talking to this dude, and he thought it was going to be like a five-minute conversation. I just yammered on and on and on. You know, I, you know me. You were like, I'm also a podcaster. I'll give you some I good stuff. I didn't even stuff. mention it. Nice. You know, you know me when I got cocktails. Mm-hmm. I'll talk to anybody. Yeah. This is a room filled with interesting people with the exception of me. Um, Did you hear about, I also went to a Bills game when I was down uh, in that area. I know. I felt actually very badly because I was like, your M-Check, text this, this, this. I'm like, where is he? And I saw you at the game. I'm like, oh, he's living his best life. Oh, Wanya, you dick. You shouldn't have sent him all those messages. Did you hear about another guy who was, oh, that's fine. I'm never bothered by that. But did you hear about the one guy who had a considerably bad time at the Bills game? So the Bills have their old stadium and they're constructing a brand new state-of-the-art stadium in the parking lot of their current stadium. Yep. Um, right now, it's just a massive pit. Hmm. Someone fell into the pit, Ooh. but not just someone. A man who was high on LSD covered ah. in his own shit. Oh, no. <laughs> fell into the pit. He was already covering his shit before he fell in? Yep. Roaming around, covering his shit high. Worse to worse. But if you have, or if you would have been at that Bill's tailgate with me, you would have been like, makes sense. Because it's fucking mayhem there. Like, everything's a shit show. There was a fire truck that just had booze in it. So it was like, a, I posted a video of me shotgunning in front of it. So we're walking past this fire truck and a lady, good looking lady, just goes, points me, goes, tilt your head back. And she has a cup. And I was like, what is it? She goes, tilt your head back. And went some, in room. And some guy yelled, he's like, it's fireball. And I was like, oh, okay. And this lady just throws fireball down your throat. But they had like fireball on tap running through the fire truck. Was this a fireball fire truck? It wasn't branded or anything. They also had another tap that was just vodka. So I'm very happy I didn't get a big thing. Of it really is the richest country in the world. Isn't We've it? come a long way from social distancing mm-hmm. too, haven't we? Oh yeah. 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 We're back to community <laughs> fireball hosings. So there was also another incident. We're walking through. There's like, we were in an Uber. Our Uber got us to a point where like the traffic was pretty standstill and Google Maps said it's a 30 minute drive still to get to the stadium. And the Uber driver was like, it will take you 25 to walk at this point in traffic so fuck. So we got out and we walked the last like whatever, couple kilometers, two kilometers in. It's just cars in every dirt lot. Like, are you Googling the LSD guy? Yeah. So we're talking about like, I was curious. I wanted to see, I, like, I wanted to visualize the depth of the hole in which he fell in. Yeah. 35 feet is no joke. <laughs> and then someone made He this. was high on LSD and cocaine and then he got charged 
for trespassing while being covered in human excrement. His own, for the record. As someone made a shirt that says, I fell into the new stadium pit while covered in human waste and high on LSD and all I got was this lousy shirt. <laughs> How are the toxicology but, reports of this guy so fast? We were walking through all these tailgate lots and like there are people who don't go to the games. They just yeah, they park party. their cars in these lots and they get shit-faced. So it's like 9.45 in the morning and like people are <laughs> hammered. We go, there's porta-potties, need to use the washroom. We're standing in line. I'm waiting, waiting. There was a, a bigger guy in line, another lady, and then Amber. Bigger guy goes into one of the porta-potties, comes out and goes, don't go in there. No, I would take him. <laughs> yeah. No, he knows. I would not be like, are you sure? And then, no, he, and then he kind of like, he goes, a man can go in there. But he looked at the lady, he goes, no ladies can go in there. Oh, what a gentleman. And someone yelled, they're like, why? What's wrong? And then I guess Amber was curious or whatever, or someone opened the door and Amber saw in and someone had just like spread shit all over the wall. Oh what? My so I think it might have been this guy. I think oh. we may have saw ground zero of what this guy did. His origin. Yeah, his origin. <laughs> he went in there normal. You saw where the spider bit yeah. him, if you will. He took turned into shit man. <laughs> he had quite the cocktail in his system, apparently, according to this news hit from How early in the day did he fall into the hole? Yeah, what time was this at? I think it was like early-ish. Because the game what, started at like two? Game started at one. And like when we were yeah. there again at like 945. Yeah. These people need to handle their drugs. You can't be doing LSD before noon. What no, is, come before on. Before Labor Day? Just generally irresponsible. After come the on. game, Amber and I are just walking to go find a quiet area where we can call an Uber. <laughs> and there's just a lady leaned out of like a Tahoe and she's vomiting the side of the vehicles covered in vomit. Like it's a shit show out there. Football. Football. Oh, also I told the story on Owen every day, but I'll tell it to you guys as well. And I warned the Owen everyday listeners. I was like, this is stories getting repeated on real life. So just fast forward like four minutes if you don't want to hear it again. Don't worry, no one's listening. We're sitting in our section and a section over from us and like five seats up. There was a dude who originally was just wearing overalls with nothing underneath. So this classic look. look. That it's den- my vest with no shirt. That's yeah. how I plan on getting married. It mm-hmm. then devolved throughout the game as he drank more <laughs> to he no longer had the overalls on. He just had like a pair of shorts. Okay. Um, game's going. It's like the is third it cold quarter. or warm. It was Pretty hot. Okay. Just 23 and sunny. Okay. I was getting a bronze in. Yep. Security comes up at one point and that's when you kind of like turn your attention to this guy and he's getting, he, he gets escorted out. He's not happy about it. He's kind of like arguing with security, but they're like, no, come down. So they take him down or whatever. I guess he was causing problems in his section and someone called in to complain. They take him down below out of the section. Five minutes later, he comes back security guard, escorting him back to his seat. It's like, okay, clearly what he did wasn't that bad. He appealed and won his appeal. Yeah. Under two minutes. I shouldn't say two minutes. Under 60 seconds of him going back to his seat. You look, there is a dude beating the shit out of him. What? (laughs) Like wailing on him, throwing right hooks, hitting him. It's like, whoa, oh my God. So then like a sheriff comes up and more security and they pull this guy out and he's the guy who was getting punched. is like yelling like, fuck this. He gets pulled down. The guy who was beating the hell out of him also gets pulled down. Obviously they both leave and everyone in our section's like, what did you think pulling, letting this guy come back? Like clearly there were issues. Anyways. Any thought on your behalf of pulling your phone out I have a Chalmers video. I wanted Chalmers to be here when I told this story, but I was also thinking like, man, how big of a piece of shit were you? It was seconds. You got back your section and the guy sitting there was like, if this guy comes back, I'm going to beat his ass. I'm going to tune him him so hard. And then the guy who was punching him, he gets allowed back. 
This is the problem. They're letting anybody back in. Well, so the guy who's beating the hell of him comes back, gets a standing ovation from his section. Oh, so, so I would oh, love wow. to know what was going what on with that shirtless done? dude. What was shirtless guy doing where he had to go? He then convinced security to bring him back. Someone was still so mad at him five, ten minutes after the fact that he's like, on site, I'm going to clobber you. And then security hears both sides and goes... You were right to beat the shit out of him. Back up to your seat. Listen, the system works. That's what I learned here today. I've told this story before. You're on check, but I'll tell it to you because it's completely on point and that's rare. I went to a Oakland game by myself. Oh. And I sat at like maybe the 20 yard line, maybe 10, 20 rows. Like up. a Raiders game? Raiders game, yeah. Raiders. Single seat, right? I wore all black, no logos. I know what I'm doing. I'm in San Francisco for an extended period of time. I worked my nerve up. I go. So I'm standing there and I'm watching everything and I have popcorn and this tattooed hand reaches over and just takes this claw of popcorn out <laughs> of my tub. And I looked over and there's a legit Cholo gangster Raiders Jersey sunglasses on the bridge of his nose, just staring at me. Fast forward to halftime. Me and him are best friends. Now he goes to get beer, gets me a beer and we're drinking beers together because I was like, I'm from Canada. I've never been to an NFL game. I have no idea about anything. And it was so bizarre to this dude that he immediately befriended me. Right. So intermission comes and halftime rather we're drinking or whatever, having fun. I buy him a beer. We're all bros. Yeah. We're talking about gangster rap. We're having a good time. And he goes, Okay, so things are going to start getting weird around here. I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, this is generally when the fights start to break out. I'm like, the fights? And there had been this one guy in our section who had like a big braid down the back of his neck. And he was standing up and like yelling and like motioning for everyone to do this and that and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> this Raiders fan in the fourth quarter, like in the witching hour when all the fights break out, <laughs> just comes slowly down, <laughs> walks into the middle of the row and just tunes this guy and everyone in the section is like oh right i'm like holy man and then this guy leaves and then like goes up a few rows takes his hat off and just stands there and all these security came to the <laughs> section and i'm like this is getting wild and my boy's like no no watch what happens everyone started chanting fuck the police <laughs> Oh no! For security guard, <laughs> and they're just like, yeah, yeah. So like, security guy making got, like nineteen dollars an hour, like at most. The guy that got punched didn't say, "I know who hit me." The guy who was back in his stands with a hat off, which apparently made him a completely new person, didn't get in trouble, and everyone was just like, "Boo, law enforcement!" And that guy was like, "This is pretty much the Raiders' way." And I was like, "Wow, that is wow." wow. That's intense. It was crazy, man. There was two full SWAT teams at the game. Two, your M check. Just walking around as a show of force around the concourse. And all these Good. Oakland fans wearing like shoulder God. pads with spikes on them and shit. They were playing the Broncos. And then at one point I saw they had like a group of Broncos fans like pinned against a wall. And they were just screaming at the top of their lungs. No lyrics. No chants. Just screaming. <laughs> ah. <laughs> and I was like, ah. Uh, that is exactly why I do what you do, generally speaking, when I go into an opposing bar. Wear all their gear. Or just nothing at all. One of the two. Yeah. Um, so we're we, all black, which I knew was going to keep me repping the right set, but I didn't pretend to wear Raiders gear. My brother-in-law went to a Raiders game one time. You know my brother-in-law. He is an older man. Yeah. He's, you know, he's well off for himself. Hmm. He rolled into that stadium wearing a San Francisco Giants jacket. Illified. He took more abuse walking into the stadium than probably ever before to the point where he left his jacket. He's just like, I'm just going to leave that back. Yeah at the car and then Smart. he went back out and then back in that ties into a little bit of something we did on on every day uh earlier this week 
where to get ready for the season coming back, we talked about the five most annoying things fans can do at games. So we had number five was people who stand up too much or when you have bad standing awareness. Mm. Very annoying when you're just like watching him and someone in front of you for like no reason to like stands up and starts cheering you're like, dude, I can't see. We had the wave. How dare you? People who chirp. Eh, I don't like Situational it. wave. Yeah, I'm, we did get into it. that a bit. Uh, people who chirp their own players too much. Very annoying. People who just get up in the middle of play and people like, who can't coincide coming and leaving in the rows of yeah. stoppages and play like what no. the hell's the matter? Yeah, so that's no. the worst. But number one was when people just wear jerseys of random teams to games. Like when yeah, you're at like an Oilers Penguins game, there's like a dude in a Habs jersey. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. We had we had him up uh, that kind of watching well. games on TV. The uh, turnaround wave at the camera guy. Oh, that's a good one. Do that's not annoying. like those. Goes back Do to not like bad that. standing awareness. You know, nobody like, cares that you're on camera. And Sit what down. you want your buddies at home to like have a grainy photo of you like <laughs> on the Sportsnet 360, like the little candle in front of you. You don't want to be on the broadcast cheering. That's fine. Just, you know, I don't need to see you waving at the camera because there's always the guys you can yeah. tell he gets more and more hammered. He just does it every time the puck's down at that end of the ice. That's when you need someone to just wander down a few rows and just beat the shit out of him. The self-loathing fan I also don't enjoy. The guy who's wearing an Oilers jersey, who's ragging on the Oilers mm-hmm. all night. Yeah. Yep. Why are you here, man? Get out of here. That there's was all, my. Uh, there's another one too, where you'll be sitting there and the guy is running full like coaching clinics behind you, yeah. being like, "Oh, on the power play, they're gonna do this." And I was like, I, "I'm." That happened during one of the playoff games, and all I could think about was just like, "This is the best power play this league has ever seen." Yeah. Like, they don't generationally need your fucking good. advice on how to score goals. Well, I played three games in Bantam single A in 1987. <laughs> yeah. I know a thing or two. The other end of that spectrum, like person who thinks they're running the TSN panel at the games, other end guy who just yells shoot hmm. or like bitches about an offside when it's like clearly not an off, right? Like don't know the rules kind of thing. I would say the number one thing that would piss me off is the fans who leave early. Yes. That is yeah. unless I mean, you have something going on. Yeah. If you have something going on, then fine. But you know what I'm talking about. Yep. It's like a good situation. We're up three, two. There's three minutes oh, left in yeah, the yeah. game. And people will be like, people are leaving in Oilers jerseys. What are you doing? Yep. I remember going to a game with you once and the Oilers got absolutely shit stomped by the Nashville Predators. Mm-hmm. It was like five, six, seven, one, mm-hmm. some one of those. And I just remember Wanya and I sitting mm-hmm. in the seats until the buzzer until just the around an empty building. We don't leave until the end. Because for me, one time I've sat there until the very end. And one of the greatest comebacks I ever saw happened in the span of like two minutes, the other scored like two or three goals. It's like, bang, 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 tie game. A lot of people missed it. Also, often people forget a lot of merchandise in their seats. And if you're walking up mm-hmm. late because everyone else is left, it's yours. It's so yours. in June, I went to go see Avenged Sevenfold at Rogers Place. And their new album is like a very weird album by their standards. They got all artsy and they, you know, there's a bunch of like voice enhancements on it. It's very, very weird. I really, really liked it. But a lot of their like hardcore fans did not. So the way they ended their show to me was hilarious trolling. Three of the songs that people disliked the most. That's how they ended the concert. And then they left, no goodbye, nothing. But as they started playing those three songs, I was looking around Roger's place, the amount of people that just got up and left. Why would you go to a concert that you don't like the music of? Yeah. Because they played the hits. They wanted to hear the hits. Yeah, they heard them. But then yeah. those three songs came up as the last ones on the, on the, on the bill. And they all left. I was just like, this is crazy. Now, my favorite musician currently is YMW Melly, and he's in prison for an extended period of time. <laughs> but if I went to a YMW Melly concert, I don't think there's anything in his discography that I would find so offensive I would leave with two songs remaining. No. I had a leave the game early conundrum on my trip. Oh. So 
we went to Jay's games on Thursday and Friday when Some we were there. rough ones. Well, they lost the first one, won the second one. So it was okay. For the third one, we had like, you know, our hour 45, two hour drive to Buffalo still to do that day. And the Jays played at three. So we were like, ah, okay, we don't want to get into Buffalo too late, but like, we also don't want to be in Buffalo that early. Mm. So it's like, you know what? Let's just get cheap seats and we'll go for like two and a half hours. We'll just quickly watch the game and then we'll, we'll leave. Like if we don't stay for the end. We don't stay for the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Game starts going on and it's close. They're only down by one and it's the eighth inning. And it's kind of been our two and a half, two hours, 45 minutes. It's like, okay, like should get going. Don't want to be like driving in the dark too long, whatever. And it was like, well, it's top of the eighth. Like, let's just see if they can tie it up in the eighth. And they don't. It's like, God damn. Let's just see if they can tie it up in the ninth. And I was like, and then we'll leave no matter what. We'll leave in a tie game in the yeah. ninth. And this- sure as shit, two outs, bottom of the ninth, they tie the game. It's electric. Now you're vibrating. You Stadium's stay. gonna lie. We can stay for one extra inning. Okay, <laughs> we'll stay for one extra inning. Game ends up going to the 13th inning. It's now like 7.30. We were supposed to pick up our rental car like 90 minutes ago, but we were stuck at the Jays game for so long. But I couldn't leave. It's so hard. I don't understand how people can do it is kind of the point of me telling this story. It's like, yeah. I could not pry myself away from that regular season baseball game. I want to see it too. Yeah. Now, two Elks games ago, I took Wanye Jr. to the Elks game. And the big man is not here for yeah. two halves of Canadian football. So by his halftime, which was the first quarter, uh, he would already moved on to watching Peppa Pig on his phone. He wasn't interested in my phone. Sorry, he doesn't have a phone. Wasn't interested in the popcorn. Wasn't interested in anything. I knew we were leaving at halftime. It was 17-3. I'm thinking to myself, there's no way the Elks are coming back. I'm a doubter. I'm a hater, I suppose. Mm. When we got home and realized they'd come back, I was like, oh, well, shit. That's yeah. It's tough though when you got a little man like that. Wow, he didn't care. That's a long time to sit there for a like in the sun too. In the sun for sure. All right. Like I even went to an Elks game. I don't know a while ago. They they ended up losing, but I was there with me misses her young nephew. He's probably like five, and he was he was battling it by the by the fourth quarter. It's hard. All right, that is uh, that's gonna be a wrap on today's edition of the pod show. Lots of yeah, yeah, a lot of stuff. Remember the Arkells. It's like we got two podcasts in one, even though that's not at all how that works. When we find out none of this recorded in a couple of minutes, we're going to be red faced. Yeah. All right. That's a wrap. We'll uh, talk to everybody again on Monday. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic grass fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.